0: Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purstrings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every Internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today.
1: as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, digital ads. That's what I want to talk about today. You may have caught the news and maybe even experienced something strange going on in your Facebook feed. That's right. Facebook was launching digital ads at the first of the year. And I was reading an article by Jenna Wortham. Uh, It's a New York Times blog post around this event. And as you may know, they launched them earlier in the year. And um, it's going to be showing up, as you probably have seen in your news feeds. Um, it's visible to only a small subset of people right now, so you may be some of the lucky few who are getting it. It will be expanded a little bit later, although the timing on that is TBD. What's happening is these video ads, these digital video ads are showing up, um, and it will start, start automatically, so uh, without sound right away. And you do have the ability at the end of that ad to click it, and a couple of other things will pop up afterwards, so it is a little bit interactive. Um, now, Facebook allegedly is doing this in response for being criticized for kind of being slow around mobile devices. Now, apparently, according to Jenna Wortham, the blogger, that half of the company's advertising revenue is derived from its mobile audience, which has pushed the company's share price up 100% over last year which is kind of interesting. Now in general digital video advertising spending is expected to hit 4.15 billion with a B by the end of 2014. That's a 23% increase over last year, and that's according to the market research company eMarketer. Now, YouTube, according to Jenna, has the biggest slice of that spending at 20%. Now, we already knew YouTube was a huge player in this, and um, clearly they will probably continue to grow that percentage um, of market share. But it will be interesting to see how Facebook performs with this. Um, And one of the first things that you might see as well is video previews that Facebook is working on with Summit Entertainment to promote Divergent. Now, this is one of those big blockbuster movies that's coming up. Uh, starring Kate Winslet. And so um, they'll be promoting that on Facebook. It'll be interesting to see the reaction to that from people. So keep our eyes open for that. I'm sure that will be a much broader audience than their initial launch to that small group of people who can see these video ads. So good luck to Facebook. So our first profile today is the Coach Queen. There's more than 1.5 million women out there in their mid-30s staying at home, even though they have a college degree. Household income of around $115,000, and they have around two kids in the home. They're interested in a lot of things, but especially their house. Um, They want to make sure their home looks good. They're interested in the arts and travel, uh, but really, really focused on the family. They do shop around for the best price, and the clearance rack is the first place that they go. So if you're a marketer, how are you going to connect with our Coach Queen? Well, they're friends. Their friends influence them greatly as to where they're going to shop and what they're going to buy. When they're in store, the environment of that store is hypercritical as well. And then what she sees in magazines and online and on TV, like most of us, highly influences her. So she's reading a lot of home magazines, a lot of entertainment magazines, um, Shape, Parenting. She's online at Disney, um, iVillage, eBay. She's watching HGTV, TLC, and Food Network, as well as Disney and Nickelodeon, so um, if you're trying to connect with the coach queen, um, you're going to find her in a lot of different places, a lot of home uh, verticals and a lot of um, and entertainment spaces as well. Well, my guest for today certainly knows a lot about women. That, in fact, that's what her job is all about. Eliza Freud founded She Speaks a number of years ago. She's the CEO and founder of this community, a very, very large community of thousands of women who are seeking to discover and influence what you and I end up purchasing. And uh, Elisa has done a very good job of matching those influencer women with her clients, which are major companies across the country, um, so that they can learn more about their products and services, um, what's resonating with women, um, and able to refine some of those products before they actually go to market. Um, so we've had She Speaks on the program multiple times. I'm thrilled to have Elisa back on. She's going to be talking about a brand new study uh, filled it right at the end of the year about women's predictions for 2014 and they're pretty interesting so stick around more when Elisa freud joins purse strings after the break okay
1: time for something we can all relate to shopping purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers
2: our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry we're the link builders you've been looking for visit us today at page one power.com do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest Welcome
1: to The Hook with Katie Kempner, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. The Hook with Katie Kempner, on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
0: Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is a welcomed and friendly name to Purse Strings, Eliza Freud. You know her from She Speaks. She's the founder and CEO of that community of women who love to try new things. They're all about discovering and influencing products, and that's why clients seek out Eliza and She Speaks to Um, do a lot of work with them when it comes to launching products and getting products in the hands of those influential women. And I'm thrilled to have her on the program today to talk about a new study that She Speaks has fielded. Aliza, welcome back to the program.
3: Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me and Happy New
0: Year. Happy New Year. I know. It feels like 2013 went by so quickly, and I hope 2014 is already off to a rousing start for you guys. What, As you reflect on 2013, what were some of the high points that, that She Speaks uh, was able to see successfully um, transcend the year?
3: Um, Well, we had a terrific year. 2013 um, seemed to be a year where lots of companies really started to embrace social media and in particular, the role of influencers within social media. So um, we had a very busy year and our women are social media influencers and we have over 200,000 influencers who are part of our community and um, they saw lots and lots of different programs um, that uh, they had the opportunity to participate in from us, Um, you know, everything from cosmetics to financial services to um, insurance products. I mean, we kind of went across the board um, in 2013 and really, um, you know, Sort of grew out the number of categories we're working on, which is a terrific sign about how much you know the the um, you know female influencer and, um, and is sort of becoming recognized, I think, by brands as a force to be reckoned with. So that's always awesome for our community of women. Um, you know, in terms of you know the highlights, I'd say um, you know we we really uh, have sort of broadened out what we what we did this year, this past year. Not only did we do uh, programs where we, you know, gave influencers the opportunity to connect with brands, um, and you know, do those, do that online and offline. We did lots of in-person events um, as well as online events. Um, we had the opportunity, actually, to one of my favorite ones was uh, at the W Hotel. We um, we found a dog-friendly hotel, and I'ms partnered with us to create a, an event with influencers and their dogs. So we got a bunch of our bloggers who were able to bring their dogs um to an event with um, Chef Art Smith who's terrific and um, we had a fun event and I, I have to say um, we do a lot of blogger events but this one um, I think was, was near and dear to the bloggers' hearts because they got to bring their one of their best friends with them which is their furry friends so that was a lot of fun um, and then in terms of our business too um, the other thing that's changed is that we are now not only using our She Speaks community uh, to build um, influence influencer programs for brands, but we've now started also to build brands, their own influencer communities that are, have their branding on it. Um, You know, She Speaks is sort of powering it, but we are not, um, you know, it's fully branded with the brand's own ever, you know, their own, um, you know, look and feel and their community. And, um, you know, that's been a really important change, too, as more and more brands are embracing influencers.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. More and more brands are embracing influencers and the power of of women across all verticals, all industries. I think uh, 2013 was a landmark year for that. But it's great that you have been able to build those own influencer groups, proprietary influencer groups for companies. And that kind of leads me to my next question. I mean, Part of the power of She Speaks is you have access to so many women, but you do Mm -hmm. such a great job of selecting just the right participants for your clients. Talk a little bit about how you do that. What's the science behind choosing the right people to try the right products? Yeah. Well, first
3: that's the that's the perfect word for it because it really is a science and you know we have um the platform that runs our community um has a very robust uh content management uh, system And basically, when people join our community, they give us a bunch of information about themselves. And then every time they interact on our platform, we learn more and more about who they are. And we add data points to people's profiles. And then we're able to go in and search across those data points. So I can say, um, I can go into our platform and query and look for, you know, moms who have children of a certain age, um, you know, whether that be a girl or boy. Um, and then we also know that 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 mother has, you know, maybe 10,000 followers on Twitter and she tends to really be interested in beauty products or food products. So we're able to kind of take all of these data points together um, in order to really pull out the right population. And most of the clients that we work with come to us with very specific targeting criteria in mind or, or they have targeting criteria in mind and then we choose populations based on, um, on that targeting criteria.
0: And clearly with with great results. I mean, you know, I know people rave about the feedback they get and the information that they get, which is really invaluable in not only shaping the product, but how to talk about the product as well. And, um, you know, I know that you access those groups of women for lots of reasons, not just for the clients and on behalf of them and their products mm-hmm. and services, but mm-hmm. also you, you, you do it for insight reasons. And mm-hmm. uh, in fact, we just um, had a member, one of your lead researchers on back in December talking about uh, one of your studies. And now you're back. There's a very timely one, in fact, called Women Predict 2014. And since it's January, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great time to have you on To talk about this latest study, essentially how women are feeling about the new year. What Mm -hmm. were some of the more surprising findings out of that particular study?
3: Well you know women are pretty optimistic about 2014 and I know that it sounds um, it, it probably sounds strange to say this but the fact that they were as optimistic as they are with 67 percent of, of women sort of um, defining themselves as optimistic um, using that word um, to define themselves for 2014 um, that that level of optimism was surprising to us especially given what we saw in um, studies that we did towards the end of last year. And, you know, as a, you know, as a reminder, at the end of last year, we had the government shutdown, we had all the issues with the health care with the Affordable Care Act. And there were all these knock on things that were going on. And we think that really influenced how people felt about moving into the holiday shopping season. I know that um, on the last show, um, we talked about the fact that um, we predicted that women would be spending less than others were saying during the holiday shopping season season. And that is in fact what happened. And I think a lot of that had to do with this, the sentiment of the, you know, that, that is formed by things going on, um, with, um, you know, in the broader, um, in the in the sort of broader, um, you know, world, and the fact that we had the government shut down, there was um, also the the issues that were going on with um, with healthcare and people not being sure that they were going to have money to do other things, to shop and do other things. Um, that really did, I think, play a role in what we saw happen in the at the end of last year. So, with that in mind, going into the study, which we actually did at the very tail tail end of last year. Um, we were surprised by the level of optimism and the words that people were using to describe um, their thoughts about 2014. So by and large, it was it was optimistic. Um, and, you know, all of the sort of more negative words like depressed and anxious, those definitely rated lower on the scale um, in terms of, you know, your words that people were using to define how they felt about 2014.
0: I know. Isn't that great? I mean, and it is, what, it is really great. I, I, I felt overall it was a very, optimistic study at least from a results standpoint and you know what we would love what we would love to see is that growing consumer confidence or let's put it this way the easing of our anxiety align with consumer spending because that was one thing we mm-hmm. didn't see at the tail end of last year was mm-hmm. a ton of consumer spending. Do you feel that just based on the data that you have, that we could see um, consumers maybe free up their purse strings a little bit more in 2014?
3: Absolutely, that is definitely what we um, would uh, we would predict based on what we see from the results of this study. Um, women seem um, a lot more optimistic, and I think most economists say that there is a correlation between that consumer <laughs> confidence and then the impact on spending. So the fact that women seem more confident—I mean, we asked women um, how they felt about what their predictions were for their own financial situation in 2014, and over 40% of them said that they thought their financial situation would improve in 2014, and that's a very nice number um, because only 12% actually said they thought it would be worse. So you definitely have a lot more people thinking that their situation was going to improve in 2014 financially, and we would predict um, that that will probably have an impact on them loosening up their purse strings, uh, Mm -hmm. so to speak, and, and spending more, and spending will go along with that.
0: Yeah, and wouldn't that be remarkable? We've all been waiting for five years for that to happen, so it's about time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, it's been a long time coming. Well, I'm going to take a quick break, Aliza, and when we come back, I want to talk about the rise of mobile. We've been seeing mobile um, use rise over the last few years, but you you definitely saw in the results of your studies some really great indicators about how mobile and purchase um, are combined um, very, very tightly together. So, we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk about that when Purse returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
2: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to for Moby Mantis. And a pitch.
1: There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi!
2: affiliate marketing today since 2004 the best source for affiliate marketing news views and education your source for getting the most out of your affiliate marketing strategies affiliate marketing today on demand anytime inside the affiliate marketing channel only on webmasterradio.fm
1: her strings is back with the inside track on today's woman here's your host maria retan
0: Welcome back to Purse Strings. I've been talking today with Aliza Freud. She's the CEO and founder of She Speaks. And you probably are very familiar with She Speaks as I've had Aliza and her group on multiple times on the show. It's a community of women who discover influence and 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 recommend products and Elisa and her team do a lot of work with major brands around the country and we've been talking um, specifically about a study that she speaks fielded at the end of last year around um, predictions for 2014, all related, of course, to women and our path to purchase. And one of the things that came out of that study, Elisa, that I thought was interesting was the continued rise of mobile. And um, your study showed um, how women are using mobile to purchase in this new year. And I'm curious if you could share some of those stats with us and then what they're planning to buy as well.
3: Sure, so yes, absolutely, and this is probably not news to anybody because mobile has been on the rise um and you know what we're seeing is that about fifty percent of our members um, who took this study said that they have purchased with their mobile phone um and um, we we see more people who say that they will be making purchases in 2014 um, with their with their mobile device um interestingly, the types of items that they plan to buy the things that Seem higher on the list are things like downloadable music, um, downloadable books, um, and then clothing and beauty products. Um, so those are the sort of top things that we saw in, in a list of things that we asked people about what they would be, you know, what, whether they would be purchasing these purchasing these items on their phone um, in the coming year. Those were the ones that rated highest on the list, and um, certainly um, the comfort level that people seem to have with using their mobile devices to purchase um, has increased um, significantly. And I think that is really what's attributing to the fact that you're going to that we're seeing more and more people tell us that they are going to be, you know, using their phones and using them increasingly to purchase products.
0: Yeah, and you're right. They are getting more comfortable. It's so interesting to see that stat um, that left out to me was that one-third of women you polled were willing to leave their wallets at home and Mm -hmm. just use their phone. That stunned me. I thought that was an incredibly high number. Were you surprised at all by that?
3: Yeah, we certainly were surprised that it was that high. Um, because you know, women tend to um, have lots of other things in their wallet um, besides just their credit cards. Um, but you know, with the rise of all of these different um, on these different wallets that people now can download onto their phones, um, and you know, the major carriers are pushing those. Um, in fact, I think T-Mobile and Verizon um, they and and a couple of the others sort of came together um, and created their own joint venture To have an electronic wallet um and you know they are really pushing having their mobile um, users uh use this technology to to shift um where they're you know they're spending to doing it with their phone versus with um traditional credit card plastic so um the fact that so many that that a third of women said that they would be happy to actually leave their wallets at <laughs> home and just take their phones with them, especially since um you know, if you lose, if you have your credit card information on your phone and then you lose your phone, it seems like a pretty scary proposition. So with that in mind, we were a little surprised that um, a third of women felt comfortable enough to do that, um, to leave their wallets at home and just, um, you know, go, go mobile
0: yeah it is it is stunning to me. I'm not there yet i haven't <laughs> I can't quite wrap my head around just abandoning my wallet i'll maybe I'll get there in another twelve months but i'm not I'm definitely not there yet um, <laughs> yeah I hear but we, you but we have made huge inroads in that I mean I remember seeing a stat last year that showed, and this was not women it was all you know um the the general consumer at large, and it was a very small percentage of people that were using. Uh, mobile even, you know, to pay uh, mm-hmm. with things that retail, and a lot of retailers weren't set up uh, to even accommodate that. So we've come, I think, a long way in 2013 in accommodating people's desire to do that and people getting comfortable with it. Um, yeah. You talked at the, the top of this show a little bit about, um, you know, the – how anxiety has been lessening a little bit with women in your study and Mm -hmm. how we hope that that aligns with consumer confidence and the ability to spend. But I wanted to kind of touch briefly on some of the things that you talked about, you know, whether it was Obamacare, the Affordable Health Care Act and the issues related to that, which had somewhat of a quieting effect on on women, to um, the government shutdown, which, again, impacts our trust and confidence in the federal government, to an interesting – Question you had around women in office. Could you kind of highlight just some of the key takeaways related to those topics?
3: Sure, um well, women in office, um, you know as we all know, there's just um, an increasing in um, number of women who are go- who are running for office, and um, you know we have some really record breaking um, you know elections coming up with an all female ticket as an example in um, in certain states, um, which is really exciting i think for for us to see and we've been tracking this stat of um, women and running for key office positions for a while. We certainly asked the same question when Hillary Clinton was running for president, um, back, um, you know, when we were looking at this, um, four years ago, um, or excuse me, eight years ago, and then, you know, now what's really, um, been interesting is, um, is that what's happening is we've got so many more women who are running for office, like state governor, U.S. Senate, um, House of Representatives. So we asked our women if they think that many women will win, and if it was sort of women's time in office. And about 55% said yes, um, um, you know, but unfortunately, there's still about a third of our women who said that they just didn't think that Americans were ready to see other um, women in leadership positions and leadership roles. So I think there is this great desire um, that women have to see other women in office. But unfortunately, what's kind of playing out the other side of it is this um, feeling that perhaps not the rest, not everyone else is of like mind. Mm -hmm. So um, I think there's optimism around this, um, but not necessarily... uh, uh, you know, a slam dunk.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, especially as candidates start throwing their, their hats in the ring as to what the reaction will be. Should Hillary decide to run or potentially right. other people decide to run? It, it, it's something we're going to continue to be watching for quite some time. So thank you for asking the question. And, um, yes, absolutely. Because that'll be a nice baseline um, as you go forward and, and hopefully ask the same question next year. Um, So let's end on what we're all talking about is resolutions. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've made any and already broken them. I know I didn't make any (laughs) purposely uh, because Uh I knew I would break them. Uh, But but are women making them? And Mm -hmm. where are they kind of pinning their hopes and dreams for the year?
3: Right. Well, you are not alone, Maria. A lot of women tell us that the reason they don't make uh, resolutions, and we have about 53% of our women who said that they don't make resolutions, um, so about 47% said they do, but the ones that don't... um, you know, really, when you ask why, it's because they're concerned about just making them and then breaking them and having it feel like a failure to start the year, which is kind of interesting. But the ones that, um, you know, are when we, we asked another question about, um, you know, what people would want to accomplish in 2014, and if they could accomplish anything, what would those things be? And the thing that, of course, not surprisingly, is top of the list, is getting healthy. And um, we had about 69% of the people who said that getting healthy was, you know really what they wanted to accomplish so um, you know health was sort of number one thing uh, for people and then it was followed by things like um, you know having a positive impact on the community um, maybe also remodeling their homes so making their nests I guess a little bit um, more habitable um, and more enjoyable to inhabit and then um, and then the other um, one that we saw that sort of towards the top of the list was also getting a raise or promotion in their job so those were sort of the key things. So if you had to categorize them, it really seemed around number one was health um, and then, um, you know, home, um, you know, maybe doing more good for the community um, and then and then work, of course, in there in terms of getting a promotion or a
0: raise. Mm hmm right it's interesting the finances were in there um, maybe that's tying back to that growing consumer confidence we can only hope uh, absolutely yeah well I won't ask you to divulge your resolutions but should you have made them I hope you're able to keep them and I hope 2014 ends up being as wildly successful as 2013 was for She Speaks Elisa. thank you so much for being on the show today
3: well, thanks so much for having me. Have a wonderful uh, rest of the day.
0: Thank you so much. And, and thanks to everyone listening. You'll want to check out She Speaks at SheSpeaks.com to learn more about all the things they offer and their great community of women influencers. And thank you to my producer, George. Please join me right here for another edition of First Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one.